thank you for joining our conversation on Wow Whispering. I am your host, Diane A. Curran, and it is delightful to be with you. Wow is spontaneous, open, expressive. Whispering is intimate, still, receptive. In our modern age, moments rush in or away like quicksilver. Do we even make the time to savor a wow or reflect on a whisper, to notice and value such gifts? We're ready to do just that with you right now. Well, I am very excited to have everybody with us here today. I have a wonderful guest, and I'm so looking forward to sharing her with you in our conversation. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her in a moment. But right now, I'd just like to say hi to Judy Morris. It is wonderful to be with you, Judy. Thank you for being here. Hi, Diane. So great to be with you. Thank you for having me here as your guest. Well, I am delighted. And so what we're going to do is we're going to share a little bit about you and what brought you to the place that you are in life. Judy Morris is a personal development coach. She's also an employment specialist and the founder of J Club for Success. In fact, you can go to her website, which is so easy to remember. It's J Club for Success. And how that goes is just the letter J, like Judy, then club, C-L-U-B, then four, spelled out F-O-R, then success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot com. So right off the bat, what I want you to do, though, for my listeners, is I want you to just stick with us, and you can go and check out her site later, because I want you to get to know Judy a little bit. She creates strategic, forward-thinking employment solutions. Isn't that fantastic? Wow. Strategic, forward-thinking employment solutions for individuals who may be unemployed or underemployed, and they might simply be looking to change careers. She provides people with the skills and strategies that they need to reach their career goals. And she has worked with over 2,000 people in group settings and individual sessions to provide guidance, support, accountability, and coaching to empower her clients in finding the rewarding employment opportunities that are really a good match for their background, their skills, and their interests. So this is very personal, very customized. And she notes that if you've experienced a life event, and these are things like divorce, a disability that, that comes upon you, retirement that you know suddenly finds you in a different situation than you're used to being in, or you may have been laid off or downsized, Judy can help you reassess realign and reignite your passion for contributing your unique talents and experience to the workplace. And oh my gosh, so many of us and people either we need this ourselves or we know somebody in our life that we care deeply about who needs this. And Judah, I want to ask you what it was that made you really focus in on the world of employment. Well, it's a great question because I started off on Wall Street. So it's a very, very different world, right, from Wall Street to Main Street. And uh, so, you know, I had a life event and uh, some things changed in my life that were, you know, unexpected. And I found myself really a very different person after, you know, 10 years of being in a career and doing it with all my heart, something that I had been very passionate about. I had just found that I was no longer the same person and that my skills and abilities had really changed. 
that I just wasn't a person to be putting together financial plans any further, that I was someone that could really help people make major life decisions, and especially when it comes to career. And you have to remember, as a financial planner, I was working with individuals with their retirement planning and with buying a home or getting married. So I was already kind of working with individuals who were dealing with life events, except I was working with them around the finances around it. Yeah. So, you know, this just sort of was kind of a, a natural progression to focus, take the focus off of the financial piece and really focus in on what are people's passions and what do people really want to do and help them create that purpose-filled, meaningful experience where they can contribute their talents and abilities in the workplace. Well, I love what you're saying because when, when people hear the word finance, you know, all those little, oh my gosh, barriers go up. It's like, oh, do I have enough money? And, you know, am I looking at it the right way? And it tends to get, I'm going to say, people tend to step back from their emotions and get into their head and get a little bit, um, I'm going to say intimidated sometimes by the conversation around money and that it should look a certain way. But when people are dealing with life events, whether it's to, for example, if someone suddenly decides, you know what, I'm getting married, I'm having a family, I want to think about how that's going to go, I want to plan ahead for life changes and events, it, that's one way to look at finances. But another way is something unexpected. You know, you may get, you may find yourself in a company, and it's interesting because right in the background, I don't know if we can hear it on, online, but there's a fire engine <laughs> that's coming by my door. I'm here in the city. When the fire engine shows up, it's like, okay, we are talking about conversations that really set off those alarm bells in people. And they set off emotions, talking about money. And whether it's to plan ahead with this sort of beautiful vision you have for your life, or you might be in a situation where a company that you work for has gotten sold and suddenly all kinds of personnel change is going to happen. You might end up playing an unwanted game of musical chairs where you don't have a job anymore. I'm sure you've run across all kinds of changes with the people that you've counseled and work with, Judy. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, the finance background has just been a real help because a lot of times people are afraid to make changes in their career because they're afraid of having a financial impact. And they don't know how they would maybe make the same type of money doing something else. Oh, and that is a big one because we say, well, gosh, I've gotten this far in life. You know, it's funny. I remember one time when I was much younger, I got my first car. And it happened to be a very, um, wasn't really a clunker, but it was definitely old school. And I remember someone saying to me, well, now that you have a car, you'll, you'll always have a car. And I thought, what a strange thing to say. Well, it turns out later in life in Los Angeles, there's a period where I didn't have a car. So sometimes we have this idea, and it's reinforced by the people around us, that once you reach a certain point in life with certain uh, goodies, maybe a certain job, a certain income level, that's always how it's going to go. But, you know, we could get very nervous around a change where we don't see how that could be so. We don't see a way to keep that going. So you are somebody who's probably been privy to people expressing privately their fears around money and you have been able to guide them along a path that they can't see. I bet it's, I bet it's invisible to them. Well, it really is. And a lot of times people will come talking about career and then they'll just, you know, really get emotional. And a lot, like you said, a lot of these fears or misconceptions 
people think that they don't have options. You know, I'll give you a, I'll give you an example of a life event. I have a, a former client who had been doing major electrical work for the studios. Mm-hmm. And this client had gotten hooked on painkillers because, you know, picking up 100-pound lights and so forth and major equipment as you get older can cause a lot of pain, back pain, injuries, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so he got hooked on pain meds. And when he realized the cycle, he would go to rehab, come out, go back to the exact same job, re-injure himself, get on the medication, and be back in rehab. And it was like this, you know, spin, rinse, repeat, you know, cycle. Yeah. And I sat down with this gentleman after several different times of this cycle. And I said, have you ever thought that maybe it's not a good idea to work for the studios anymore? And maybe you could do electrical work under a different circumstance. And he was just, how is that possible? But I don't know. And I mean, and there's a person very talented, very literate, very capable of looking for a job online, of talking to very capable, but completely paralyzed in terror and fear of the unknown. And so many stories about I've never done it any other way. I won't have experience. I won't know what I'm doing. I'll be embarrassed. I'll fail. And then how will I take care of my family? You know, it's a lot that goes with it. I'm getting older. I mean, just so much. But like this person's life was literally on the line. Wow. And so I was able to, you know, recreate this person's resume so that it could speak to a a non-studio related opportunity. So Judy is doing a great, uh, a great a picture, I'm going to say, of someone who really is on the precipice. And you know, it reminds me that the definition of wow is something that can really go both ways. In fact, most people don't have a definition of wow. They just know when to say it. And wow can be an exciting thing and can also be a scary thing. It's like, wow. Uh, and Judy was just sharing that this is a person who's literally on the edge of life going forward and life really being, um, I'm going to say, in danger because of, you know, substance abuse and, and, and the, the employment danger that comes from being ill and, you know, being addicted to medication. So that's a wow that can be kind of scary. Something that Judy mentioned was when I asked her to think about being on in this conversation uh, with us, she suggested that a wow for her was um, in one instance, her best friend encouraged her to step into the unknown and take action. And I want to hear more about that. But what I also want to say is that's a perfect example of what Judy is sharing about this person she was coaching and counseling who really was didn't even think about taking action in a different direction from what he'd been doing. Right, Judy? Well, that's correct. So Judy is sharing something really profound, and I'm so honored to have this conversation with you, Judy, where you're really sharing about what this person was feeling and going through. Can you, can you expand a little bit on that for us? Yeah, this is a person, I think oftentimes people have a stigma about somebody with a substance abuse problem, like somebody who's a drunkard or a wino or somebody who's doing drugs. I'm talking about picture your brother or your father or your husband, Mm -hmm. somebody who's been working very hard for over 20 years, lifting, carrying, pulling heavy objects in a very physical job. Now Mm -hmm. I want you to imagine that person being injured and being in pain 
and taking very harmlessly medication, now albeit high-powered medication, to help manage this pain. Now I want you to imagine this person accidentally and unintentionally becoming addicted to these painkillers to manage their pain. So I'm painting that picture because I want people to understand that it can happen to anybody. It doesn't have to be somebody who was a young person using drugs their whole life. This can be something so accidental that hits somebody out of the blue. And so now this person who's older and injured can no longer do this job safely and be able to maintain any semblance of sobriety. Because as we all know, uh, using opiates as a pain management system is not sustainable. So in any case, but this person really thought he was doomed that, you know, all the benefits and the union and this and that, and how can I, how can I reorganize my career? How can I make money? I mean, this person literally for years had all these stories and reasons and fears. And what I, what I want to say that is so profound, I met with this person three times. Mm -hmm. This isn't years of sessions or months of sessions. This is three sessions. Got his resume revamped, got a plan, talked sense into him, really explained the landscape. And immediately, in literally those three meetings, we got him a job in a residential situation, not handling heavy, heavy equipment, no longer creating pain or problems for him, totally manageable, spending now not only more time with his family, no longer being injured, and now has been able to sustain sobriety over one year, which is the longest this person has been able to sustain and is pain-free. Yeah, what's remarkable is, is that several problems were operating at the same time, and you were able to untangle them and actually make an impact on, on all of them. Yes. That's, I think sometimes people think, oh my gosh, you know, I, there, I can't, I'm trapped or I, how am I, I'm an attorney or I work for the government or how can I make these changes? And you're not trapped. There's always solutions, but it, it makes all the difference in the world to talk to an expert in the employment landscape that can help you from a non-biased opinion, see your circumstances, evaluate your options and create a plan and give you the tools and guidance along the way. It's, it's just, it makes all the difference in the world and, and it's an investment in your future and in your well-being and to create financial freedom and an anxiety-free work situation for the future. So I'm hearing something very also um, extraordinary in what you're sharing, Judy, and that is this, that in even, even describing this set of circumstances that this person was dealing with, I'm not hearing any judgment of him as being less than or somehow wrong or weak or, um, you know, uncaring. What I'm hearing is that you were able to, in a sense, be on the same side of the table as him and say, okay, so what's going on? Here's what we're dealing with now because you were not in the same fear and circumstances he was and because you have expertise that matches it but you have something else. You have a a quality that's even beyond empathy. I'm going to say it's clarity where you could say, all right, let's look together at what you can't see individually. And together there's more power than someone who's, who's kind of going through a cycle that they can't get out of by themselves. And you really 
brought that extraordinary gift to him in a way that's very down to earth and practical, I'm going to say. Yes, absolutely. And, it, and, and I could give you so many examples like that, you know, of people that have retired, but they're bored and they don't want to just sit around anymore, but they don't know what else to do or how to get something started. Or somebody who, you know, they're, I have another client who her kids grew up and mm-hmm. she had spent, you know, 20 years being mom and taking kids to and from everywhere and volunteering and all these different types of things. And now it was time for her to create what's next in her life. So there's so many different reasons that people want to reevaluate their circumstances. And there's no stigma in getting some coaching. And, you know, sometimes people don't realize that there's, I think, professionals and coaches available to help people navigate through these kinds of situations. They don't, you know, oftentimes, and it's interesting that you brought up different ages because just, I was doing some errands earlier today and and how perfect that I heard this on my local NPR station. There was a conversation going on uh, between two women. I'm going to say that one was probably in her forties and one sounded like she had a younger voice, but they were both talking about what I'm going to refer to. And they were talking about is age diversity. This, this notion that some people, as they get to be literally in their 40s and 50s, feel like they're over the hill. All the statistics for employment say you're never going to earn as much after age 46 as you did before. And so they're, they're um, identifying with and talking about the importance of bringing, we're going to say, confidence and bringing opportunity and bringing an open mindset to people who are... <laughs> in their late 40s and 50s. And I said to myself, yeah, but what about the people in their 60s and 70s? You know, we got to look at them too because we are living longer as a, as a society, but we don't have the structures in place. We don't have the expertise. We certainly don't have the cultural training that you're describing to really open up to, well, what's the next chapter? Can there be a whole new chapter I didn't even see in the life I was leading before. And you, Judy, have that eagle eye on what that next chapter could be. Exactly. And I can give you a very case-specific scenario, actually two case-specific scenarios. Oh, good. So a gentleman who um, was, had aged out of his industry. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I'm just going to be clear. There are some industries that are not gray hair friendly. I'm going to put it like that. But nobody's going to say that legally because you can't say that. But there are some places that are not. But there are industries that are. Yeah. So two examples. One example of of a gentleman who was actually in his early 70s had aged out of his industry. Mm-hmm. And he was really open to do something that was very involved, like a whole other career, not just like something part time. Mm-hmm. He really wanted to do something that was all encompassing and he wanted to continue to work 40 to 50 hours a week. Yeah. So I said, fine, that's what you want to do. He didn't have obligations. Kids were grown and gone. He was single. He really wanted to focus on career. So he had never, he'd always been in technology and he'd never thought about finance, oh. but he'd done technology sales. So he had all this sales experience and everything. Well, finance loves gray hair. So I was able to introduce him to the financial services industry, and he ended up signing a contract with a major life insurance company, making a really great salary and great benefits and being able to mentor other salesmen 
get licensed and do all these things that was so exciting for him making really great money. And um, that was something that he thought was not going to be a possibility for him. Why is finance gray hair friendly? Tell us about that because you know that industry inside and out. And a lot of people may not realize this piece of gold you just brought to the surface. Well, I'll give you an example. If you think about, if you think about intuitively what comes with maturity, right, is mm -hmm. wisdom and experience. So people that have wisdom and experience, they've bought and sold a home, they've had a mortgage, they've had life insurance, they've made a lot of money, they've done their own retirement planning. You know, somebody who's in their 60s and 70s has had all those life experiences. They've had children, they've put kids through school. You know, this is a man who put his children through college. You know, this is a man who paid for his home. This is a man who paid for vacations, who planned his retirement. These are people that have experienced all those things. Let me tell you an ageless industry for the most part, and not in all cases, but I would say in most cases, I would literally say, I would venture to say 90% of the cases is sales. Oh. Now, not technology sales, because no, as you're 60, 70, 80 years old, yeah. your eyes are not as good. You can't see the small fonts. You can't necessarily, you know, handle the new technologies quickly. You're not playing games, you know, on your phone. Yeah. So uh, technology is a young man's game. And that's definitely, I think, a person who, even if you're in technology successfully currently, after about age 40, you really want to start thinking about preemptively what's going to be next. Because I've seen way too many people in their mid-40s, early 50s, get mandated to an early retirement in that career, and they're not prepared to retire, and then they're blindsided and victimized by it versus being prepared and being open yeah. to what's next and what else is possible. So is technology also a young woman's game, or is it still kind of dom dominated uh, by male uh, people taking that sales role and that kind of public role? Technology is very male-dominated, but it doesn't mean that there's not women involved. Just like finances is very finance is very male dominated, but it doesn't mean that there aren't women. I mean, women can find very, of all ages, mm -hmm. uh, very rewarding careers in finance and in technology. Absolutely. Oh God, you know, this is, I, I love Judy that you are sharing the kind of just on the court wisdom that you bring to people, not like a do it this way, you know, because I know, but it like a real, like you've been in the trenches, you pay attention to what's going on, you talk to people, you notice the patterns that are really in place for, so you can, you can move people along that continuum faster than they could ever do by themselves, right? They just, they just don't have that. Yeah. They just don't have that background. So you're going to share another example on what you describe as the opposite end of the spectrum. So now imagine a person in their mid seventies who doesn't want another career and doesn't mm -hmm. want to work 50 hours a week. Mm -hmm. But they're bored and they want to do something that's just fun, make some little extra cash, have a good time, but still have flexibility to do their traveling and the other things that are important to them. So I had a retired individual who became an organic pet food consultant. Now, this person never dreamed because this is, it just so happens, coincidentally, that this person also had been in technology for his entire career, very, very lucratively and successfully and got aged out of his industry and really didn't need to work per se, but was just bored and wanted to, you know, make some extra little cash and have some fun. And this person loves animals and loves dogs more than anything. 
And it was like the joy of his life. Being this <laughs> organic pet food consultant and ambassador for pet food company, get to dress up all cute, go flirt with the pet moms and cuddle with the little doggies and advise them about pet nutrition. Oh, and wow. It was just amazing. He loved going to work every day, loved being with all these beautiful people, loved being with the doggies and even cats because, you know, there was a cat food line also. And just really helping educate parents on, pet parents, on the critical nature of nutrition and the role that it plays in their pet's health and how that they can keep their, their beloved pet family member in longevity and in health by being able to share this information. And it's something that was so rewarding doing it two, three times a week down the street from this person's home. Oh, my gosh. You know, like 1500 a month supplemental oh. income. There's a money piece of it, and there's a, a there's what I will call a satisfaction piece of it, like that that you're describing. Like he wanted to go to work, and you know, not everybody has that in their in their job situation, right? Yeah, and that's the the point was this was not some, this is somebody who had you know set the world on fire and made a lot of money and did a lot of really big, exciting, notable, wow things, and now he just wanted to do something fun and pleasurable and happy and not about money it's like he went from the wow things that other people would say are a wow to the whisper of something that was joyful on an everyday basis for himself you know sometimes whispers can be very powerful even though they might look not look splashy and flashy to the rest of the world sounds like like you uh facilitated him creating that perfect whisper of we'll call it a daily delight yeah. And so I've done everything. I have, you know, people from 22 years old that just graduated from college that are lost and their parents buy them the gift of an employment coach to help them put their internships and their experience, you know, to work now brand new out, out in the field, finding a job. I've worked with people, you know, mid-career in their, you know, mid to late thirties that want to make a change after having done something for eight or 10 plus years. I've worked with people that are in early retirement. I've worked with people that are elderly that want to do something and everything in between people with disabilities, people that were diagnosed with bipolar disorder or severe depression later in life that came upon them. People that had a physical injury or substance abuse issue, even people who were incarcerated. You know, again, there are so many things in life that we might have a stigma about that we don't know how things blindside us. And, mm -hmm. and they're all just people. I've met so many people that are very accessible, but that something happened. And they didn't mean for it to happen, but it did. And it landed them someplace they never dreamt that they would be. And whether that's a good thing or maybe it wasn't so good of a thing. But in any case, now what? Now what are they going to do with their lives? So I work with individuals from any kind of those circumstances to help them reassess evaluate and strategize to have a rewarding both financially. And this is important. I never just look at anything from a financial perspective. You know, people ask me, are you a recruiter? No, I'm an employment specialist. A recruiter, God bless them. I collaborate with them. Recruiters represent typically a small amount of industries or maybe even one industry. Mm -hmm. And they're paid for and represent a major employer. And that's the person who signs their checks. And what they're concerned about is filling positions for that employer or those employers that are mm -hmm. basically signing their checks. So yeah. They're not, they're not, it's, it's not their job, nor are they paid to be concerned about you. It's just like, oh, can you do the job? Okay, great. Go do the job. 
That's a recruiter and they have their place and I'm, and that's great. But if you're a lawyer and you know, okay, boom, I'm personal injury attorney and I'm looking for a big law firm downtown. Great. Go get a recruiter, find it and goodbye. But if, if you're like at a crossroads and you don't know what to do and you don't know what your options are and you want to explore how, how you could do something different or now that you've been out of the game for a while, how do you reintegrate and come back into this new landscape? Because the employment field has changed so drastically over the last 10 years, let alone 20 years. You know, that's an employment specialist, someone such as myself that can help you understand and look at not just what you're physically capable of or what your education says that you're capable of, but what is your emotional and spiritual and physical capabilities What's realistic for you right now? What can you really do? And that's going to not harm you, but that is going to be an appropriate culture and environment where you can be expressed and be compensated, but not at any risk to yourself or to your family. Well, that is a very unique standpoint and clearly um, not one that has been traditionally part of the employment um, I'm going to say journey that people go on and however they go on it, whether they try to do it solo or whether they get some professional advice. So you, you mentioned something that I, I know is true. And you mentioned how much the employment will we'll say picture and the employment reality has changed so dramatically over the last several years. I'm going to say decade, two decades. I noticed one thing that has happened that people talk about, especially early in their career, is the frustration that oftentimes it's very hard to get in front of a person to talk to a person. They're sort of over, I'm going to say overloaded with, please go online and give us your resume and follow our formula. And we don't care what you do that is unique. We want you to be able to slot into these 10 or 12 or 20 criteria. And if you can't, Never mind. I know that's one change, but I would be interested to know, Judy, what you see as maybe one or two major changes that you feel have really shifted the experience that people have of looking for almost any job. There's so many things. I happen to be stationed in Los Angeles. Now I have clients all over. I have clients in New York. I have clients all over the United States. I'm not limited to Los Angeles, but obviously because I live and work in Los Angeles, I have more of an in-depth viewpoint about all the little idiosyncrasies that are here in this town. And there's a lot of them. (laughs) You have to, you have to understand something. Okay. I mean, I can just give you so many examples. There's 7 million people approximately in Los Angeles County. Mm -hmm. So any major corporation who's advertising a position. So let's say an HR person for a major company or a staff attorney position for a major law firm, or an accounting position for a major firm locally, any, or even an administrative assistant position for a, a major local company, you're looking at anywhere from 200 to 255 applications per position. Wow. So it's a very competitive environment. And I, I have, you know, it's so funny. I oftentimes find people on one or the other end of the spectrum, either people that are like the first example that I used about this client that was so down on himself or afraid, even though he was so capable and amazing, and we were able to place him really easily and make that shift for him. But then I have my other ones that they're very, you know, think too highly of themselves. You know, I have a woman who literally has been out of the workforce for over 20 years. 
Mm-hmm. And she thinks now, because she went and finished her degree and she has a bachelor's, that the whole world is clamoring for her to be there. And it's like, no, this is a person who has not been in the workforce for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it's a gap and it's a problem. And it's, it's something that now the person got a job, but then saying like, oh, it doesn't pay enough. It's, it's not paying what I think I'm worth. And it's like, no, you should be so thrilled what it's paying. It's paying on the higher end of the spectrum for someone who's not worked for 20 years. You need to be there for at least a year and really reprove yourself in the workforce before you go thinking about making a change. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have to adjust our expectations in both directions. Yeah. We have to adjust our expectations not to think too highly in certain circumstances, but also not to think too low either. But, you know, self can't reveal self to self. I can never make an accurate, spare, unsparing survey of myself. I need a non-biased third party that knows me and cares about my situation and can look at me from just a very black and white place. Not my husband's view, not my mother's view, not my best friend's view, because all those views are clouded by their opinion of me, their experience of me, their life history of me. They can't yeah. just see me as a commodity. And, and you have to see yourself. I hate to say it this way, but this is LA. You're not a person, you're a commodity. You have to look at yourself as a tool, like a pencil or a knife. You know, are you the sharpest knife in the case here? And can I get the max out of you for the best dollar for my company? It's not an emotional thing. You know, my acting coach used to say, have an extraordinary way with words. And one of the things he used to say, having been a comic on the Borscht Belt, he knew what he was doing. He used to say, you're too inside the frame to see the picture. And he would get his actors to really become objective and realize, oh, it's not just about, you know, um, your, your dream picture of what you think your career will look like. It's like, what talents, what gifts do you have? And under what conditions can you master and manage and be grounded and hit your mark and have the lighting be the way it is and have the director say cut right when you thought you should be going on. And because LA is so focused on the entertainment industry, it seeps into many other industries where people expect a lot of other people and they expect a lot of themselves. And so I, I, I really am taking note of what you're saying, Judy, that we'll, we'll say that it calls for a dose of, we'll say, true humility, the humility to recognize that we can always learn more, we can always grow more, we can always develop more. And people who are willing to do that, they're like magnets for people because you want to be around someone like that, don't you? Well, that's correct. And the point is, is that, you know, this person that I was saying is so concerned about, you know, having, oh, what am I worth now that I have a degree? And here's the other thing. Listen, if you have a degree, that's great. And if you don't have a degree, that's great too, because it doesn't guarantee you anything. <laughs> it really doesn't. I mean, it's, yeah. it's great. And that's nice if you have one. But if you're not certain about what you want to do, please don't go spend 50000 to get one. Because I have seen more often than not people who have indebted themselves deeply into, you know, school debt to pursue educations that they think it's going to give them something. And it doesn't guarantee anything. I'm not saying that it doesn't give you potentially a certain edge, but there's nothing that beats experience. People want people that know how to do their job competently and that they have a track record. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I, you know, Judy is giving us so much food for thought here. We're going to take a short break, and then I want to come back and ask her a few more questions. And uh, I invite everyone to just kind of sit with all that she has shared so far. We'll be back in just a moment. So be with us, and we will continue the conversation. Thank you for being with us on Wow Whispering. In each episode, we present a public service announcement that highlights resources committed to uplifting our quality of life. Look for the episode show notes, which have links to learn more. And today, we are pleased to feature edX.org. What does that mean? EDX.org. It's a place and a resource to advance your career and improve your life. edX provides top online college level courses, ranging from free. To fee. It's all about increasing access to high quality education for everyone everywhere. It enhances teaching and learning on campus and online, and it advances teaching and learning through research. Wide ranging topics include what you would expect of any college level curriculum, but it also includes such topics as food security, sustainability, business principles, and entrepreneurial thought even video game design, and oh yes, the ever popular astrophysics. Founded by Harvard University and MIT in 2012, edX is an online learning destination, and MOOC, what is that? That stands for Massive Open Online Course. It's a provider that offers high quality courses from the world's best universities and institutions to learners everywhere. With more than 130 global partners, they are proud to count the world's leading universities, nonprofits, and institutions as members. edX University members top the QS World University rankings, with founders receiving the top honors and edX partner institutions ranking highly on the full list. The example and the roster of colleges and universities that participate is most impressive and it's very exciting to see them collaborating together. edX is a global learning community and its students come from every country in the world. They were founded by and continue to be governed by colleges and universities. They are the only leading MOOC provider that is both nonprofit and open source and it's all via the freely available open edX the open source platform that powers edX courses. So very high tech. And here's how you find out more. Go to edX.org. That's edX.org. You can find them on social media under at edX online. And let's keep learning together. Thank you. I am back with my wonderful guest, Judy Morris, who has been sharing very down-to-earth and some very expanded views on what it takes to make your way in the world of employment and of making a difference for people and being gainfully employed, satisfyingly employed, and to really even have second careers, maybe even third careers, in a world where that's become more the norm than not. So I want to ask uh, Judy about something she said when we were talking about getting together. I, I said, can you share a whisper? And what she said was that the whisper for her is people who have had significant challenges being able to move forward with grace and gratitude. Judy, I'd love to hear 
what you see about that, what you notice about that, and what difference that makes. I really love working with people that have had a significant life event because you use the word humility, which is one of my favorite words. Oftentimes I have found that those life events have humbled people and softened people and gotten people in touch with a deeper part of themselves and given them a certain depth in terms of them now wanting to pursue something, not just what's going to pay the bills, but something that's really more of an authentic expression of who they are. So it's just, it's so, so fulfilling and rewarding to help these people connect with opportunities and to see them thrive and shine and excel. I just, I love that. And I love to help people see sometimes, especially people that have really kind of been through some stuff when I put together their resume or I help them write a marketing piece for themselves or a cover letter and they look at it and they go, wow, is that really me? And I'm like, oh yeah, fact check. Uh, Let's just double check. Is there anything here that's inaccurate? And they're like, no, that's me. But gosh, the way way you made me sound, I just, wow, I never looked at myself like that. Because I do have a talent for helping people frame themselves in a light that's not aggrandizing, but that's empowering and that's bold and that gives them the freedom and the courage to have a voice and to really say who they are and what they can do. I'll bet they say wow a lot to you, that they never thought of themselves that way, that this is a new view for them. Absolutely. How exciting. So Judy Morris has been sharing so much, and she's such a generous person that she's going to make an offer to listeners who are interested in having an opportunity to talk with her. If you mention our show, which is called Wow Whispering, you can go to her website, which is jclub for success J for Judy, jclubforsuccess.com, and you can uh, send her an email, you can contact her, the ways that they're available there. And, and two things. First of all, she is offering a free 60-minute employing coaching session via phone. This is gold, everyone. Oh my gosh, imagine even if you think you have a pretty good idea of what's so for you, Judy has a way of seeing what may be kind of in the background that you don't even see about yourself. And it may even be something that could open up your dreams, open up your potential, open up your opportunities for satisfaction in life through work, through employment, through whatever your next career move is going to be, whether it's a mini career move or a maxi career move. I think that this is an extraordinary offer. And so you definitely want to check into it. And uh, just remember to mention Wow Whispering so Judy will know how you find out about her. And she also, on her website, has some wonderful tools that you can check out. She has, I believe, a special uh, multi-step, what's it called? Six Steps to End Your Employment Struggle. Am I right about that? Is that on the website as well? That's right. Yep, that is. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of get yourself already prepared in the mindset for opening up your view so that when it's time to talk with Judy, you'll already be available for the view that she's going to make available to you. So this is exciting. So Judy, you have been kind of living a life of wow, living a life of, of really finding the whispers that matter for people. And I want to ask you, 
Is there anything in particular that you'd like to share on the QT with our listeners today that they can take away with them and consider in their own lives? I would like to say that you have a job, you have a career, and you're not your job and you're not your career. You're beautiful, powerful human being on this planet, and you have something here to contribute. And no matter what you make or what you made or what you did or what the future holds, if you can just really embrace yourself and have the courage to own who you are and be open to the opportunities in front of you and be willing to consider that maybe just maybe a door that may have closed might be the greatest thing that ever happened to you and could be the start of something unimaginable. Sometimes the universe does for us what we cannot do for ourselves and closes the doors to things that maybe we've outgrown or that no longer serve us. And if instead of being afraid, if we can meet those changes with courage and with optimism, we can see a whole new vista of things unexplored that can bring so many gifts into our lives. And I would love to be your partner in exploring that. So I hope you'll take advantage of the offer and get in touch with me. And I look forward to connecting with your audience soon. Oh, that is wonderful. I must say, as you were sharing that with us, it it put me in mind of even my own journey. When I was a a, a much younger person, I was uh, blessed to start out in the world of advertising and marketing at a very young age. And I spent 15 and a half years at a company that gave me many opportunities and it was a great partnership. And at a certain point, it was time to move to the other coast. And I really never had it that I could start my own business. But as it happens, uh, I moved to the coast with impeccable timing for a huge stock market crash and the whole (laughs) advertising and marketing business always crashes first before other industries do and recovers later. And I thought, oh my gosh, I had two people who wanted to hire me and they suddenly pulled up the stakes and said, no, we're not doing that right now. So I found myself faced with starting a new phase of my career on my own. And I thought, I don't think I can do this. Well, lo and behold, twice as much time has gone by since then. And decades later, I am happily uh, employing myself in a way that uh, had I had I known Judy back then, I'm a little bit older than she is, but had I known Judy back then, I'm sure that her energy would have just been right there to encourage me to explore new options, open my vision, and stop thinking that I couldn't do something and really consider what might become possible. Judy, you are inspiring even after the fact. <laughs> Thank you so much for your energy. Oh, it has been such a pleasure to be with you, Judy. I want to thank you so much for all you shared. And I hope people who jumped in later go back and listen to the first part because Judy is very good at giving you a real world sense of what is the journey that this person went on? What is the journey that that person went on? And you might see yourself in a piece of this or a piece of that. And lo and behold, you definitely want to take her up on her offer. Or if somebody you know is really struggling with that, this would be the time for you to be the one who connects them to a resource that is really quite extraordinary. And that resource has a name. It's Judy Morris, J-U-D-Y-M-O-R-R-I-S. Her website is jclubforsuccess.com. And just look at the show notes attached to this in uh, whatever way you're, you're getting your podcast. I always add show notes so you can check it out 
and learn more about Judy. Thank you so much for being with us, Judy. It's really made my day. Thank you, Diane. Appreciate being a guest. What a pleasure to be with you in the world of wow whispering. As we complete this episode, I invite you to notice the wows and whispers that enliven or challenge as they fulfill life for you in both tiny moments and transforming experiences. I wish you the very best until we meet next time.